Hey everyone, and welcome back to Books of Spice, please. I'm Al. And I'm Katie. And in this week's episode, we're going to be discussing and reviewing Crazy Cupid Love by Amanda Hedger. We picked up this book because it goes with our theme again this month. But unlike the last two books, the characters in the story are descendants of Cupid instead of being Cupid or Eros themselves, like Maverick and Leotes had been in the past couple books. Yes. And this book is a contemporary romance with a bit of fantasy for light magic. Again, like Dating Cupid, but this one was more aimed like a rom-com. Yeah, versus like an erotica steamy novel. It's definitely... Christ, you ding-dong cat. Okay, (laughs) let me throw this cat out. Yeah, this one has a bit of a different level than Dating Cupid or Soul in Darkness, but we'll get into that later. It had 416 pages in the ebook, and then the audiobook was 10 hours and 30 minutes. Did you like the narrator for that book? Yeah, I thought it was fine. It was like a lot of the other rom-com kind of vibes, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. Light and airy and fun. This book it was point of view. Sort of. Like, um, our hero had a little, like, half chapter sometimes. Did he get a different voice actor, or was it the same? It was the same. Okay, interesting. But yeah, this is also a book in a series, and it's the first in the Let's Get Mystical series, to be exact. (laughs) I know. I'm excited to see what else happens in this world, because the way that it was set up was really interesting. Yeah, I definitely liked the premise. I really liked the premise of the book. Yeah, I liked how it was set into the world. Uh, So I'm excited to see more. Trigger warnings for this book. Remember, we are an 18 plus podcast. And this was another pretty safe book this week. Yeah, there wasn't anything super heavy. Maybe some mild violence. Um, But even then, that's pretty mild at the end. Yep. Do you want to read us the quick summary? When a single arrow inspires romance, can you really trust happy endings? I wouldn't say I'm anti-love exactly, but really, the whole idea of a happily ever after makes no sense. I'm the black sheep of the Eros family, the embarrassing hidden family secret, affectionately called the world's worst Cupid by my siblings, and I'm actually pretty fine with that. But when a family crisis requires me to fill in at the local Cupid for higher shop, I can't say no, particularly when the gig comes with a gorgeous mentor named Jake Sanders who holds the top spot on my I wouldn't throw you out of my bed for eating crackers dating list. Now I'm questioning my whole stance on love and friendship, which is a huge bummer because my enchantments are suddenly going terribly wrong. I'm definitely going to need some hands-on help from Jake if I want to unravel the conspiracy that's threatening the very essence of love itself. And from now on, spoiler warnings. Yeah, that brings us to our characters. We have Eliza and Elijah. They are twins that were born on Valentine's Day. And they are part of the family descendant from Cupid. So Eliza, our main female character, doesn't believe in true love. She's really clumsy and is one of the most powerful Cupids, but... She has trouble harnessing her gift and is constantly accidentally enchanting other people because her magic is so strong that it doesn't take much. Yeah, so 
their parents, Mr. and Mrs. Herman, own a matchmaking service called Herman and Herman. And as for their parents, Eliza, Eliza's mother, Elijah's mother as well, <laughs> she's a bit more uptight and not confident at all in Eliza's abilities as a Cupid. I honestly really did not like her character much and felt like she definitely could have been a bit more supportive. So this is like one of those moms that's, I don't know, just kind of mean and not a direct way. You know what I mean, Al? Yeah, she had like a cold shoulder. Yeah, her dad was definitely more laid back and chill and he was like very quietly supportive and was always like, oh, she'll get over it you're doing great as soon as like mom left the room and yeah they own it the cupid matchmaking business together mm -hmm. eliza's brother elijah works at the family cupid shop herman and herman and he has been trying to make the shop more advanced and bring the shop into the new age and Eliza, you know, she doesn't work at the shop and she doesn't believe in true love and she's just away from it. She's kind of like the black sheep of the family. Yeah. And outside of their family, we've got Jake. He is Eliza and Elijah's old childhood friend from school. They all went to public school and Cupid classes together, which, and I thought it was so funny that they had individual Cupid classes and stuff like that. They were all separated by their divinity or something. Yeah, because in the book, you find out there's like the Athenian and there's Discordian. There was a Fury. So <laughs> I thought it was really cool. They all have their own little classes for whatever they're descended from. But yeah, Jake. Mm -hmm. He's our supportive, sexy love interest in today's story. You know, there's just something about the name Jake. Jake was also my first, like, crush, fictional crush as a teenager in Sixteen Candles. Loved Jake. Jake Ryan. And now mm -hmm. we got Jake Sanders. Anyway. <laughs> Jakey boy. Jakey boy. <laughs> Next, another side character is Vic. He is an absolute sleazeball of a businessman and runs the number one competition, Cupid Business, in town. He even propositioned Eliza and offered a job, I think a couple of times, once he discovered that she was working for her parents later on in the story. Yeah, he really wants Eliza on his side because I think he kn he knows about her talents and the up-and-coming day and age and future of Cupiding. Mm -hmm. But that brings us to our final main side character, Agent Oliver. He is, by all accounts, a normal state worker doing their job to make sure that Eliza properly gets her Cupiding license throughout the story. Yep. That's all I really need to know about him at this For point. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into it. The story starts with Eliza at the store trying to find a card for her twin brother. It's their birthday. She bumps into an older gentleman and accidentally enchants him and he has an immediate puppy dog crush on her. He's he's like in love with her. She lets him walk 
her through the store like it's a little date and at the end she says he'd like to meet her parents next time and it's just super cute but she lets him down gently and explains that there won't be a next time before she heads to her parents' house to have dinner with them and her brother yeah this is the first time you get to see the magic in action and i was a little confused at okay, first okay me too <laughs> It took me a second to figure out what was going on. Yeah, like, I wasn't sure, like, if he was going to become, like, possessive of her or something. But it was just really, really sweet and innocent. And she truly does just kind of let him down gently. He's like, next time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you, but I didn't read the back of the book. So I had no, like, I didn't really know anything about this book going into it. So I had no idea about what a descendant of Cupid was. And I was like, okay, so this one, this person has powers. And it took me a minute to understand that. At their birthday dinner, we discover Eliza is not a fan of birthdays. On her and Elijah's eighth birthday, they had their classmates over for a party. Eliza was going to hit the pinata when she accidentally bobbed a classmate. Johnny on the head, causing him to be enchanted by her. And it was then that they they date wow. It was then that they discovered she was a cupid, just like both of her parents. And she threw up all over herself and Johnny. She was the laughing stock of the school. Kids are absolutely terrible. Have you ever thrown up in front of a bunch of people at school? I have not. I have. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. That is so sad. When we moved, when I was in fifth grade, started a brand new school, and it was like the third day of school. I had my very first migraine ever. I was getting it in class that morning, and on our way to PE, I had told our teacher right before that I had a really bad headache, like everything hurts, and she's like, okay, well, we're going to PE. I'll walk you to the nurse's office after I drop off the kids, but I didn't make it. I got outside and I think the sun was too bright. I just threw up everywhere in the path. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was embarrassing. Oh man. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> During their birthday dinner, their dad has a heart attack. He gets rushed to the hospital and they're able to place a stint where the doctors found the blockage in his heart and he's going to be okay. But Eliza accidentally enchants the doctor. She is like super, super clumsy, a very powerful Cupid because Cupids normally have to like draw blood or like cause a real injury to create their enchantments. But for her, it's like a tap on the wrist could cause an enchantment. Yeah, which is crazy because we know like in... The stories of Cupid, he uses the bow and arrow. You've been shot with Cupid's arrow. He had to use an arrow to do his enchantments, and Eliza doesn't have to. Yeah. So while they're at the hospital, after Eliza has enchanted the doctor, her mom asks her if she can wait at the house for them because it's just easier if Eliza's not out and about with all of them. And when she gets to her parents' house, she's still sitting in the car in her parents' driveway and there's a tap on her window. And then she saw, I quote, not just a man, an underwear model worthy man with the perfect amount of five o'clock shadow and cheekbones that could cut diamonds, a navy tie hung loosely around his neck and the top button of his shirt lay open, practically daring her to look away from the tan skin at the base of his throat. <laughs> 
So it turns out to be Jake Sanders. After they graduated high school, Jake had joined the Cupid Corps and had been gone for the last 10 years. He was doing deliveries part-time for the time being and had something for her parents. That's why he was in her driveway. He remembered it was her birthday and brought her a Dunkaroos. And it was a super sweet and cute moment. He had eaten one beforehand though and claimed that it was for her own good that he did a quality check just to make yeah. sure you know i thought that was so cute the way that it describes him coming in i was a little confused at first like who he was where he came from and like why we were so flustered but later on i realized that he had been gone for a whole 10 years and she was seeing him again for the first time in ever and then you find out after that that they stopped being friends pretty early on, even before they had graduated high school. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Eliza ends up going back to the hospital to visit her dad, and he is still sort of in a daze, in and out, really incoherent. And he mentions something about Tokyo, and it doesn't make any sense to her. And before she leaves, he says, one of these days, you're going to come into your own. You'll realize how powerful you are. You're lucky that it comes so easily. Your mother and I, his voice faded and his eyes reclosed, not as lucky as you. Yeah, and moving forward, we learn some about the troubles with her parents' business. Eliza hadn't been a part of the family business. She tried to get her Cupid license previously in the past, but it hadn't worked out. And she figured it was for the best because she was so clumsy anyways. She doesn't know much about how the family business is doing. Eliza learns that Mrs. Herman's license is being frozen and they owe a bunch of money to the California Department of Affection, Seduction, and Shellfish. She also can't take on new clients. So Eliza convinced them to try and modernize their business like we had briefly mentioned earlier and didn't realize how much it would all cost and he's asking Eliza for help to run the business because he has a trip to Greece he really wants to go on. Eliza agrees and has to reapply with the department to get her own provisional license and all that's really worth knowing next is she goes down to the department gets her license from Agent Oliver who will play a more important role in our story later on. We'll see him again soon. Because Eliza had failed her written test the first time that she needs a mentor to, and she has to be supervised by someone from the department and that's going to end up being Agent Oliver. So Jake has agreed to be her mentor and help her with her first case and that's how he ends up being on the scene. And then that rolls us right into Eliza's first case. He ends up being her official mentor after this. They go see Myth and Lillian Johnson. They are both 72 years old and have been seeing Herman and Herman for years for their cupiding needs. They hire a cupid every year before their anniversary cruise that they go on. And the process goes really, really well until the very end. Yeah. <laughs> So she used their wooden spoon that they gave her to use because it was important to them and spanked them with it. And she successfully enchanted the couple. But as soon as she was done, she accidentally enchanted Jake. So it's a little awkward for them both. And she thinks he's not attracted to her. If there is no attraction, the enchantments won't work. 
and tells him she's not offended that they're practically like siblings. So here's a quote of his response. Yeah, okay, thanks. He ran a hand through his hair, giving him the sexiest case of bedhead in existence. Like a brother indeed. <laughs> but his shoulders had relaxed the smallest amount and the tension between them had faded. Hopefully her big fat lie would result in a little less awkwardness over the next three weeks. I loved this interaction because you cannot tell in her point of view if he's actually under the enchantment or not. She truly does not know that he's enchanted. Yeah, it was really cute. <laughs> but we jump into his point of view basically right after this, and he is definitely enchanted. Couple cute quotes about how much he's actually in love with Eliza. Here's the first one. It had been years since I'd thought of her, but there in the airport newsstand, she was all I could think about. Her laugh, the way her handwriting had always landed upwards. And then later on, he says, I don't know what it is about this girl, woman now, that turns me into some kind of bumbling idiot. But there you have it, folks. Jake Sanders will do anything for a little attention from Eliza Herman. Put it in the headlines because soon everyone will know, even her. It was... Uh, he's such a sap! He's he such a sap! Oh, I loved it. He liked her before and then she accidentally enchanted him. So it's even worse. Oh my gosh. And she, and she basically tells him that it's fine that he's not attracted to her though. She's not attracted to him. They're basically siblings and he's like, "Oh, okay." <sighs> yeah. Oh boy. At the beginnings of each chapter, there are these like little tidbits. I know that at the beginning of chapters in some mafia romances, they'll have like quotes. You know, have you seen that? Um, I think so, like what the rules are for being a don. Yeah. Or, or lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, another book where it was, like, a creepy book that we read and it had, like, creepy stuff at the beginning of every chapter. This yeah. book has something similar to that where they have the regulations or tips for cupids to give the reader more background info on the cupid regulations and what it is to be a cupid. And you could definitely tell there was some foreshadowing going on in those little excerpts at the beginning of the chapters. And here's the quote at the beginning of chapter seven. Enchantments always last one moon cycle. However, the knack of every Cupid has a distinct profile. Variations exist in the degree of wound required to produce enchantment, as well as the quality of resulting romance. For example, Eros himself was known to produce strong desire by drawing blood. Many less powerful descendants are only able to cause a strong sense of kinship despite inflicting near-fatal wounds. Rarely a descendant's neck is so powerful in enchants without even breaking the skin. It's cool. I liked the shellfish. <laughs> that shellfish bit, yeah, because they thought it was like a natural aphrodisiac. Yeah. Can't say that right. But yeah. But Jake starts officially mentoring Eliza, and he's really sweet and supportive of her cupiding. Here's a quote. You've let your mom and all that stuff that happened when we were kids get too deep into your head. Yes, Jakey. Tell it how it is. <laughs> <laughs> so Eliza's second case. Yolanda wants to find true love the quote-unquote old-fashioned way and wants to be matched with someone who understands that they can't ever tell her they were matched by a Cupid. 
She gives her 12 months and said that after that time period, she'll ask for a partial refund. During their meeting with Yolanda, Jake reveals that he had been enchanted after all, and she did have an effect on him. And he makes it very clear that she's the one that said they were like siblings. So. (laughs) She's like, oh, okay. But she's so used to accidentally enchanting people that she's like, don't worry about it. We'll just keep our distance. We don't want to make this any harder than it has to be. And he's like, okay. I won't like lean into your space so you don't have to smell my hair. Like she's really. She's done this before. Yeah. (laughs) But we get a quick detour from Eliza's second case because we have another Jake chapter and his feelings about Eliza are so cute. We had to share more. Here's another quote. In a few weeks, it will all be over. In a few months, we'll look back on this and laugh. In a few years, we'll tell our children the story of how we fell in love, barely remember any of this. It's going to be fine. And now that Eliza knows, I can stop trying to keep secrets and free up some mental bandwidth for the important things in my life. Who else could look so adorable while working from under an Afghan? No one except Eliza. What a nerd. He's such a nerd. He's so cute. He's been enchanted. He's not himself. No, he's not. But I bet you that's also probably just partially his own personality. I know. That's the vibes he gives. It just makes it more amplified. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the, the gamer boy. Golden retriever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, we're going to continue on with a detour here, and I we promise we'll be right back to that second case here soon. It's just a lot of information and filler. It was hard to choose which was necessary and what could be left out. So it's a new day, and Jake is helping Liza practice her skills with weapons. And it's necessary for many, but not Eliza, cupids to draw a little blood to be able to enchant. And that's why a test with the weapons will be on the test Eliza must take to finalize her license. <laughs> I felt like I had to say license so many times. Yeah. It's making me wonder when the next time I need to go to the DMV is. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you want to continue us? Yes. While they're there practicing, they're working with bows and arrows. It's one of the few that Eliza feels kind of not good at, right? She wasn't very good with the bow and arrow, and that's why they're practicing. But Vic shows up, and he tries to proposition her to work for him when Jake had walked away for a moment because he's got to get his head on straight because he's so full of lust. (laughs) And Vic has been being a jerk. He's not listening to her when she says that she doesn't want to work with him. Jake has to step in and tells Vic to scram And Jake confronts Eliza, telling her not to work for Vic, that she is a threat to Vic's business because she is such a powerful Cupid. Here's the quote. You're the strongest Cupid anyone has seen in decades. Once you get better at controlling your enchantments, you're going to put us all out of business. Why would anyone pay a Cupid to draw blood when you can gently tap them and have the same effect? Damn straight. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to a conversation Eliza has with her dad and we learn that a romantic relationship between a Cupid and their mentor is forbidden. He points out that he knew Jake had a crush on her when they were younger and just wants her to be careful. He points out that what 
think it was a 12 year old boy wanted to study so often no he wanted to see you because he had a crush on you <laughs> but <laughs> oh, that i know so cute so I cute know. and i thought of course their relationship is forbidden yeah of course got some <laughs> forbidden romance in here <laughs> but have no fear another jk chapter is here I absolutely love how much he loves Eliza. He's like a lovesick puppy and he, the enchantments only enhance his feelings he already had for her, you know? Here's the lovely quote from his point of view. I'm falling in love with Eliza, real love, the kind that turns you inside out and upside down, shaping you into someone new, someone better, real love, the kind that leaves a giant gaping wound when it ends, shaping you into someone new, someone half empty and hollowed. He's got a bad... He does. He knows he's never going to be the same. <sighs> so now we're finally back to the second case. We're back to Yolanda. She is a hot mess. So let's recap with Yolanda real fast. She had came in asking to be enchanted without knowing and that whoever she will be enchanted to or with would not tell her because she wants the fantasy. So we come back to Yolanda because Jake had run into a guy named Eddie who was looking for a Cupid service and he brought him to Eliza. He saw Yolanda in the booklet of profiles at Herman and Herman and says, damn, that's the one for him. He's totally chill with Yolanda's expectations that he won't talk about hiring a Cupid. And Eddie is getting ready to sign all of the documents when he mentions that Jake said there wasn't going to be any blood. And he says, the paperwork says blood on it, but you told me there wasn't going to be any blood. And they assure him that it's just the regular paperwork and that Eliza does not have to draw blood. And she knew that Jake was like bragging about her. She loved that. <laughs> Here's a quote. Eliza is the only Cupid in thousands of miles who can perform an enchantment without drawing blood, Jake said. The paperwork is just standard. Such a brag. <laughs> I know. And Eddie's like, okay, okay, okay. Sweet. Good. I yeah, definitely want to do this. Yeah, the big guy does not want to see his blood. <laughs> no. This macho man. So here's their plan. They convinced the grocery store manager, Helen, to let them deliver Yolanda's groceries. Eliza was told that she gets groceries delivered every Tuesday. In return, Eliza is going to meet with Helen and try to help her with whatever issues she's having. They get Agent Oliver to observe and fill him in on the whole ordeal of Yolanda not knowing because he's supposed to be supervising her cases before she gets her license. So Eliza sneaks onto the porch and Eddie delivers Yolanda's groceries. She's able to secretly enchant them without Yolanda noticing. And it's a success. Yes, it goes without a hitch. And Agent Oliver is impressed and tells her she can take her official exam the following week, which also happens to be the day that Jake's enchantment is supposed to wear off. Because I don't know if we mentioned it earlier, but it really only lasts a full moon cycle so i think if the moon was to shift in like a week the enchantment would only last a week or is it like a whole month every time i feel like it's like every full moon after the full moon yeah that's what i thought too that's but what i'm not 100 percent. yeah 
Jake is super proud of her and tells her that he is so proud of her. And they end up making out <laughs> in the middle of the street. He's got to show her how proud of her he is. <laughs> yes. And quote is, with a soft moan, his lips and tug explored hers, gently stroking her emotions and body into a desperate fire. The kiss was exactly what she'd imagined it would be, but also better, so much better, possibly because until this very moment, she hadn't been able to conceive a, of a kiss that felt like this, like melting and being reformed, like being set aflame and covered in goose flesh, like completely and totally losing herself in someone else. It's wonderful, but it's not because Agent Oliver saw them in his rearview mirror and they make eye contact with him before he drives off. So they know that he definitely saw them kissing and it's against the rules. Yeah. And Eliza really needs her cupiding license so she can continue to help her family's business that is currently in like almost $20,000 in debt to the government in business fees. So it's no good. No good at all. It's got to get going. She's got to do this. (sighs) But Eliza goes home. She's horny as hell still from the little makeout session and runs a bath and starts masturbating to thoughts of jake here's a little snippet of her fantasy she has before her mother interrupts her i quote eliza he growled in her ear before dipping his head lower and lower and even lower until his mouth and hands worked her like putty building her up to something almost complete before bringing her back down i've been wanting to do this since you pulled into the driveway that night he said to taste you touch you feel you come around me fuck me she whispered. That was all fantasy. No, no, that was real. <laughs> she had a really active imagination. She really did. I was like, damn, this is some incredible imagination. This is a really in-depth fantasy here. Yeah. I think she had the shower head or something. And everything. Yeah. But we move on to Eliza's third case with Helen, the grocery store manager. So in order to get groceries delivered to Yolanda she had to make an agreement with Helen and Helen comes into the office to get her favor and she brings a mandroid named Jacques he looks exactly like Jake he and Helen had only gone on one date a few years ago but they didn't have very much chemistry (laughs) and Helen bought the mandroid not long after their date she had a hard time getting her mandroid turned on. Uh, wink, Do you wink, get it? You get it? <laughs> <laughs> and wants Eliza to enchant him. But Eliza is not able to enchant technology. She tries explaining that to Helen, but Helen is not taking no for an answer. She needs her shock fixed. She's very lonely without her mandroid man. She claims that all Jacques is good for these days is playing Egg Salad Saga, which is a video game. I, I just can't. Eliza ends up having to use Jacques' penis as a joystick to control his tummy screen to figure out what's wrong with him. And when Jake comes back in, it looks like Eliza is giving the mandroid a hand job. And. <laughs> <laughs> after some tapping around and all that on this 
Mandroid's fake penis, he seems to come back to life and is turned on and ready to go with Helen. And Jake isn't convinced that she somehow did not enchant, even though it's not supposed to be possible. Yeah. (laughs) That whole scene was hilarious. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was so funny, a little bit awkward for Jake, and I loved how embarrassed he was. Anyways, (laughs) so... It's time for Eliza to take her final test, and she ends up passing. There's one weird part, though, where John Jonathan, the boy she enchanted at her party when she was eight, was at the weapons part of the exam, and he lets her know that the department told him to make Eliza sound scary to the couple she was supposed to enchant. And it turned out it was to see if she'd put her own interest above the clients who changed their mind. And she did not, so she ended up passing that part of the test. Yeah, they were like, we want to make sure that you're not going to do something that's in your best interest and not what would the client would want or be, the you know, yeah, unethical. Yeah, sketchy, though. Yeah, she said the whole test wasn't, like, the normal test. Yeah. Jake and Eliza go to Dionysus at the Angoria to celebrate her passing the test. It's the end of the moon cycle at midnight, and she has no reason to doubt Jake's feelings for her any longer, and things get sexy. Here's some quotes from their first time together. It doesn't matter that the enchantment is over. I still want you. Mentally, emotionally, physically. I want you curled up on the couch next to me, watching the old game shows. I want you leaving a toothbrush in my apartment. I want you calling me first when Ron Rizzi decides to crap out. And then the scene continues on with, I quote, you're going to come in my living room and then in my bed and then in my shower. And if you can manage to walk after that, I'm going to make you come in my kitchen. I wasn't kidding about the kitchen table thing. Did I mention you're fucking perfect? He asked, hauling her up and tossing her over his shoulder. His palms smacked lightly against her bottom before he carried her into his bedroom and tossed her onto his mattress. Lie down, Herman. We got work to do. (laughs) What a nerd. (laughs) You you think that's nerdy? Yeah, the way he said that, I don't know. I just picture him as a big nerd. I can't take him seriously. (laughs) So, uh, just kidding. That's all you get because Jake's going to have condoms. And their time is coming soon. (laughs) I thought it was so sweet that they were going to be so safe. <laughs> I know. I appreciated that. Like, oh, no condoms, fine. Although it would have been hot if you tried to pull out. But then we might have that surprise pregnancy. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, that is not this book. <laughs> no, not in this book. They do get into a discussion while cuddling about love. And we've discovered that Liza doesn't believe in love that they a quote-unquote sell but jake does she caught her mom having an affair with a man when she was in high school and it disturbed her view of love ever since yeah (sighs) which makes sense yeah it happens i mean you see that and you're like we're cupids and we also make people fall in love Mm -hmm. nah not real so after this point Every single case that Eliza had been working on for her test starts to reverse and none of the couples are happy anymore. Lily and Mitch are fighting. Dishes are being thrown. He has to go stay somewhere else even for a few days because they want a divorce. 
and Eddie has stole Yolanda's precious pig and leaves her because he felt like she gave too much attention to her pig, Charleston. So, like, her cases are falling apart. Yeah, and it's important to note, too, that Yolanda also briefly mentioned and reveals that Eddie loves his egg salad saga game. Yeah, that one that Helen had mentioned earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. And Eliza can't help but feel it's all her fault somehow, and Jake tries to reassure her that it isn't, but agrees to go to the library to try and help her figure out if anything like this has happened to a Cupid before. Eliza meets Jake's aunt at the library when they are researching her troubles as a Cupid. They're researching troubleshooting spells, side effects, and she's just kind of trying to be discreet. Jake is standoffish with his aunt, running away when she comes over to talk to them. And the librarian aunt suggests being in a relationship with Eliza would ruin Jake's life. Eliza is suddenly worried how she would impact his image because Jake wants to be in the government. Mm -hmm. And his aunt says, I quote, excellent. Just be sure to end things between the two of you before it's too late. Heartbreaks are such nasty inconveniences. So she's pretty bummed. Yeah, she doesn't want Jake to sacrifice anything for her. I know. It's like they have to end things before they even really had a chance to start them. Later that day, Helen shows up because (laughs) she's having issues with Jacques again. And Eliza reminds her that she cannot enchant inanimate objects. But she decides to give it everything she's got again. Helen shows Eliza egg salad saga while she's rummaging around his cock. She (laughs) (laughs) Gotta move that penis around. What's up, big boy? (laughs) (laughs) she has to use it as a joystick to play egg salad saga and an ad plays it's for vic's dating cupid service and it's then that it occurs to eliza that vic van love might have made this game and that he could be messing up cupid enchantment magic with this game somehow making people go back for more enchantments more often causing demand to be higher when people play his game it resets their hormones it's on cruise ships phones and on the mandroid even Techno- it is like the equivalent to what candy crush was back in the day yeah i got that vibe too people were like really Obsessed. into it oh my god my mom <sighs> she was so so high up there in the levels it was incredible i love candy crush i still play it You do? I haven't played it in so long. That reminds me of the Disney emoji game. I'm going to download that after we're done with this. (laughs) (laughs) I love Candy Crush. But, Egg Salad Saga, Eliza is thinking there might be techno cupids that had created this game to reverse enchantments. Mm -hmm. And that Vic Van Love might be behind all of it. Because the ads that play on the app are all for Vic Van Love. So, Helen in that moment reminds Eliza about Tokyo and the techno cupids from what her dad had mentioned in the hospital stay after his heart attack. And she's thinking he wasn't speaking nonsense after all. It's just another clue that maybe techno cupids do exist. Mm-hmm. So Eliza goes right to Vic's to confront him. She secretly records him when she goes into his office, and Vic thinks she's there to take him up on his offer of becoming a partner in his Cupid business. She tells him she knows why his business is booming and accuses him of messing with hormones and enchantments. He said 
He doesn't know what she's talking about. He plays Egg Salad Saga, so her thoughts were dashed. And let's be honest, this guy doesn't seem too bright, but... No. (laughs) He wouldn't play the game himself or let the mother of his child, who is the receptionist at his job, or his assistant, play either if it was doing jazz. So Vic tells her that Jake stepped down from running for the council because of their scandal in that scene as well. Yeah, and Eliza confronts Jake about it, and she finds out that he lied to Oliver and took all the blame for her accidental enchantment and said that he accidentally enchanted Eliza. And she wants Jake to go for the council and leaves to tell Oliver what really happened to try to save Jake's potential future in government. Yeah, so she goes to the fairgrounds to intercept her client first and runs into Yolanda's pick, Charleston. Jonathan Ellis, Eliza's arch enemy from school, the man she accidentally enchanted when they were eight or nine, was running the animal section of the fair and says the pig belongs to the zoo. He needs to talk to her about what happened and he needs a favor. He apologizes for being dumb as kids, but he needs help and she needs the pig. So she listens. He needs help enchanting the sea lions to reproduce. He says that if she helps him, he will give her the pig, even if it doesn't work. (laughs) He ends up telling her this. I thought this was just like a funny little tidbit, like while they're talking. He tells her that Eminem was a Cupid. Yeah. Or that he is. That was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I love Eminem, so I just thought that was so fun. There's that's the one thing kind of like a random person. He is kind of a random person. I like how the rom coms like this mix in pop culture. Yeah, I do too. I know a lot of people don't like that, especially like if it mentions Harry Potter, but I think it's funny. As long as it doesn't mention COVID, it's fine with me. (laughs) Yeah. I love when it mentions Harry Potter and stuff because it's just like a squeak. Like, yes. Yeah. Especially Buffy, that one book. Ended up working and they got right to mating. (laughs) Liza gets Charleston and returns him to Yolanda. Yep. She just barely gets home after this when her mother and father, brother, and the man Eliza saw her mom with in high school show up and insist on talking with her. And it turns out her parents had been low-key separated at the time in her life that she saw her mom with that man. And it was because her dad had cheated. Nothing wrong had happened with that man other than that kiss that she had saw between him and her mom. So now we know who Weston Presley is. He's investigating the possibility that Technocupids are real and that she likely is a Technocupid. Her old orange Mustang, that she calls Ron Weasley, is only running because she's been unknowingly enchanting him this whole time. And Eliza tries telling them her fears about someone reversing enchantments, but no one takes it seriously. Yeah, Eliza goes to Jake and asks for help to see the list of descendants because his aunt has a key. They get to the library and Jake leaves Eliza alone for a few to talk to his aunt when Oliver appears. Turns out he's a Discordian, a descendant of Eris, goddess of Discord. He recorded her telling Jake her plan to steal the list and basically says he's going to frame her. It's very clear Agent Oliver doesn't like Cupids and it's discovered that he's the one behind the Exiled Saga. So here's a quote. 
I'll tell you what's happening, Eliza. You are a Cupid. Cupids are the scum of the descendants. And now you, the worst of them all, are getting even more powerful, going to make not just humans, but also robots and other animals miserable with every flick of your wrist? No, thank you. Yeah, Eliza finds <sighs> out that Oliver had been unraveling not only her enchantments, but Vic's enchantments too. He tells her he's going to have to tell everyone that she died trying to get her hands on the list of names and smashes the case that the list is in, causing an alarm to go off and the Angora building to go into lockdown. And a huge chase fight scene happens with Jake showing up to help. It gets super fun and crazy. Jake teams up with the car, Ron Weasley, and everything. He tells the car, like, come on, we have to go save our girl. <laughs> and the car turns on for him. It's like Herbie. <laughs> yeah. So during the fight with Oliver, Eliza admits her feelings for Jake before she has a self-sacrificing moment. <laughs> Here's a quote. I love you so much. I always have, and even when I was too young or stupid or hurt to know it, and I'm always going to love you. Real love. The capital L kind. Aww. It was cute. <laughs> In the end, Eliza shoots Agent Oliver with an arrow, and the next thing she knows, she's waking up in the hospital. And everyone is okay and safe. Oliver was in Tartarus Correctional Facility and admitted to everything. And Jake tells Eliza that he loves her and they live happily ever after. <sighs> yes. Epilogue. <laughs> now, time for the epilogue. Everyone who Eliza had originally enchanted is living happily and in love with someone. It's Eliza and Elijah's birthday, Valentine's Day. Jake got her a pinata to hit. Remember the fiasco from when they were kids <laughs> and a ring box falls out jake proposes in front of everyone at the party al do you want to read us that moment eliza i love you his voice shook a little you have terrible taste in cars you never check your email and you don't squeeze the toothpaste from the bottom of the tube she <laughs> laughed with tears in her eyes Big, fat, happy ones. This is the worst proposal ever. And you never let me finish what I'm saying without making a smart-ass remark. His shoulders relaxed a bit, and he gave her a full, wide grin. But I still love you. Capital L, love you. I'm gonna love you tomorrow, and I'm gonna love you ten years from now. I, capital L, love you too, she whispered. Will you marry me? Absolutely, I will. She dropped to her knees, desperate to be in his arms, and dropped the bat in the process. That's the end of our book. <laughs> <laughs> so, Al, do you think he's a book boyfriend, husband, garbage can, book daddy? I thought he's a good book boyfriend. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty cute. He's adorable. He was super sweet. Did we ever get to really find out if he fucks or if he just fucks? We didn't get to find out if he fucks. Yeah, it's pretty sad. We just know that he's super sweet and that he's going to make her come everywhere. So That's good, though. He's yeah. Take care of her. He's going to take care of that part for sure. Yeah. I thought he was a good book boyfriend, too. Um, what was the spice rating you gave it? I gave it a one and a half pepper. Yeah, we never got that... A good sexy scene. Yeah, I think we got teased a bit with her masturbating. We for... did. We got teased. This whole book was a tease. Mm-hmm. But it was cute. What did you rate it? It was cute. So 
star up wise, I gave it a three and a half star. I really liked the premise. I liked the characters. I wasn't super um, attached to the characters. I thought they were fine. I liked them enough. But I just felt like there was way too much extra happening that didn't necessarily need to be in there. Yeah, it bounced around a lot. It did. So I think that's what kept it from a four star for me. Yeah, that's fair. I had rated it um, a four star. I rated, I think it, for me, it's a solid four star. Yeah, it was cute though. It was really cute. And I thought the premise was pretty unique of everybody being like descendants of the gods. So it'd be interesting to hear how the other stories are and what other kind of descendants are in their traits. Yeah, I'm definitely interested to see more as well. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of sums it up though. That wraps up our story for the week. Yeah, thanks for listening. You can join us next Tuesday when we finish up our special Valentine's Month reading and reviewing Electric Idol by Katie Robert. We are live on Instagram Friday nights for a Friday Night Spice at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Friday when we talk about this week's podcast with you all. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and do all the engagement things. Talking with y'all and seeing what you think about these books and topics is why we are here. And don't forget, you can also find us on TikTok, Facebook, anywhere you can find the podcasts, the WeTube, YouTube. We be there. We are there. Yeah, we are. Just take a look. <laughs> but we'll see you next week. Until then, stay, stay spicy. spicy.